honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again today. The Minnesota Timberwolves complete a Golden Capital sweep. Hey, man. Well, did we see this coming? No, but but it came. Uh, I did step out in good faith that the Wolves would beat the Golden State Warriors. No Steph Curry, no Jimmy Butler. So, kind of, you know, kind of, sort of, both teams missing big pieces. And Minnesota getting the job done. Carl Anthony Towns looks... <laughs> yes, that's that clutch franchise player we've always wanted. Yes, you had Kevin Garnett as a franchise player, this and that. But was he as clutch offensively as Carl Anthony Towns? I don't think so. Uh, I don't. Uh, he had some clutch moments. I know, oh my God, everybody's going to get so offended that how dare I say Kevin Garnett wasn't clutch. Well, generally speaking, I don't think he really was. Um, a lot of times he didn't want the ball down the stretch. Carl Anthony Towns, you're seeing a lot of what people used to see in Tim Duncan, in a sense, when he would score X amount of points in a row late in the fourth quarter to help his team win. And Carl Anthony Towns did that, particularly in the Golden State game. In Washington, well, he had his 30-plus points in the first three quarters, and then then Wiggins kind of took over. But I suppose, then again, he didn't quite have 30-plus points in the first three quarters, but he finished strong in the fourth. Big clutch three against the Washington Wizards is the Wolves' rare victory, very rare victory against the Washington Wizards. And a pretty rare victory against the Warriors as well, though this is the third year in a row the Minnesota Timberwolves at least win one game against the Golden State Warriors on March 11th. 109-103 is the final in what was a thriller, uh, without a doubt. Things were looking good for a while. The Wolves were doing all right. They had like a 10-point lead, 8-point lead, and we saw it completely vanish. And the Warriors basically like swing the game about 20 points there when a guy by the name of Derrick Rose entered the fray. Yeah, okay, I'm not hating on Derrick Rose, but I'm not loving on Derrick Rose either. You're seeing the athleticism, sure. You're seeing athleticism. You're seeing his quick step and all that, quick first step and and strength. Obviously, he's got a lot of muscle. He's a big, strong guy. Obviously, a big, strong point guard, former MVP. We could call him that until the cows come home. But Lord Almighty, uh, he was a minus 17 in six and a half minutes. And you go right ahead and tell me that stat's overrated. Yeah, okay, you know what? Plus minus can be overrated sometimes. But this is legitimate stuff here. He was a minus 17, and it was the real deal. The The game completely changed. It looked like Golden State was just going to pull away in the same old bull crap. 10-point lead, and 15, and 20, and 10, and 15, and 20. And they just stay ahead and win the game. But this time around, things were a little bit different. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, extremely clutch, not letting his team lose down the stretch, particularly in that fourth quarter. You saw that Kevin Garnett fade away, of course. Yes, he had one like that against the Lakers in the playoffs. But I'm going to continue to say, I think Carl Anthony Towns' ability to be clutched down the stretch is greater than Garnett's. Carl Anthony Towns' offense is better than Garnett's. That's plain as day. Kevin Garnett's defense is better than Carl Anthony Towns'. Carl's catching up defensively. He's getting better. He had some horrible moments defensively uh, earlier in the season, and particularly most of last season. Carl's defense was not even close to what we thought he was going to be. But his offense is well beyond what a lot of people thought he was going to be coming into the league. Um, 
as we continue to say, coming into the draft, you know, we've repeated this a million times, but we'll say it again. Andrew Wiggins is looked on as an elite defender and a good offensive player. He's turned into a, well, he's been a good offensive player, occasionally elite offensive player and a mediocre to below average defender, but now he's becoming a slightly above average defender. Uh, at moments, great, and then and then he has the lapses. Uh, Carl, kind of same thing, but actually, I think he's stepped up significantly ever since the whole Joel Embiid uh, situation there on Instagram. That that's what the social uh, social app was, <laughs> whatever it is. Ah, oh, too much of that stuff. Um, as long as it isn't Snapchat, I don't want to see Carl Anthony Towns with bunny ears and a bunny nose. That's just so adorable. Yeah, that's for like. 15-year-old girls or younger, I think. That's just my opinion. If you're over 15 and you're doing that stuff, wow. Ah, wow. That's all I can say. (laughs) I I, I don't know. Um, I I guess we all like to feel young again sometimes, don't we? (laughs) I don't know about you. (laughs) Okay, I'll get off that. Uh, What a game, eh? What a game. So much fun. Uh, Jeff Teague was solid down the stretch. His offense wasn't that great, but he was setting other players up. Jeff Teague taking that quarterback role and doing a good job of it. Um, you got to see Derrick Rose and Tyus Jones play extended minutes together. That's pretty much what that was. And it was all in the second quarter. Once Rose sat down, things started to sort of get better. Tyus is minus 13. See, this is where the minus 13 is overrated a little bit because Tyus wasn't bad in that time. It's because he was on the floor at the same time Golden State was going on that run and Derrick Rose was gunning way too much. He was shooting the ball every time he touched it. Um, yes, okay, Derek got a couple of assists, but he had a couple of turnovers, so that was nullified. And the shot attempts, okay, they weren't the worst shots, but it's just the fact that the offense stopped when it went to Derek. And everything missed except that one layup. Uh, very early, he almost like did something to his knee or ankle on the very first play, but luckily it was not the case. He just slipped, so whoopsies. Uh, so Derek Rose, we'll see. We'll see. You can see the athleticism, but he's kind of reminding me of me when I uh, <laughs> don't play for a long time. Yeah, I, I you can see the quickness because my first step was very well known. And yeah, I'm not trying to brag. Obviously, it doesn't matter. I have a quick first step, and I've been told that in the past. But of course, yeah, there's the clang and the, the clanging shots, and you haven't played in a while, and your timing is off, and you look like crap. You, there's the athleticism, but nothing's going in, and it's embarrassing, and you're one for eight or whatever. And in this case, Derek Rose, one for five. Yeah, I, we'll see. I don't know. The athleticism's there, but everything else kind of not. So I don't know. Don't get too happy with yourself, Derek. The comment he made about... You can say I'm this, say I'm that. I don't give a F this and that. You know, great. Um, I forget exactly what the quote is. Just play. You don't need to say all that stuff. What, what's the point? And he was kind of ticked off that the, the trainers were like, wow, he's in good. you're in good shape. Wow. And he was mad that, oh, well, I'm not 38 years old here. I'm 20, 29. Okay, you know, maybe they shouldn't say that, but uh, don't be so sensitive, okay? You know, one minute you're trying to say you don't care, and the next minute you're getting ticked off that the trainer said that. Okay, so maybe you do care too much. Maybe it's the opposite, and you're kind of too sensitive. So regardless, it's great to know people don't give a F, this and that. That's great, but talk is cheap, folks. Talk is cheap. So just uh, go out and go out and go out and see what you can do, buddy. That's that's all I can say. No hate meant there. Um I just, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of all that kind of stuff. So that's just my two cents there. What an amazing back and forth game, though. Down the stretch, a little bit of back and forth. But Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves would definitely uh, come come out and get the job done. 
Clay Thompson was about six three-pointers shy of what he often is with the Wolves. He usually makes about eight or nine against the Wolves, and I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, he was three of 12. Guys were getting open shots for Golden State like they always do because guys always get open. Quinn Cook couldn't make anything. He was pretty awful, and what are you going to do? Uh, that's that hurts for the uh, the Warriors, but we didn't have Jimmy Butler, so I'm not going to feel a whole lot of sympathy for you guys. And don't like your damn team anyway. Uh, Nick Young, Nick Young, Vince Germano's favorite player. 22 minutes, nothing. Zilch, he stunk in the game, and that's that's nice. Uh, Sean Livingston, oh what a pest. That guy still got it though. He looks like a really old guy, doesn't he? <laughs> he sure is tall too for a guy who was a point guard in his past. Uh, certainly has a certainly has a, a pesky game to him, and he helped the Warriors stay in the game. He was a plus 15 for a reason uh, in the game. Again, Nick Young, plus 16. That's crazy. He just happened to be on the floor, right place, right time. So, again, it's uh, it's all uh, this or that, I suppose. Uh, Kevin Durant was, well, he was the leader out there, 39 points. Clay Thompson, again, 3 of 12 from downtown, only 21 points. So, Clay, he's either insanely, like, unconscious out there, or he's cold. And luckily he was cold this time, and the Wolves took advantage. Um, that's kind of how it is with Clay. Uh, every shooter has their hot and cold streaks. That's just a part of the game, and luckily that didn't work out for Clay. Uh, Kevin Durant had to shoot the ball 32 times to get to 39 points, and he's made all 12 of his free throws. He was a pest. He was great. He was this. He was that. He even got three blocks in the game. But again, luckily the Wolves survived. Zaza Pachulia was a bit of a pest out there as well. Everybody hates him. Yep. Everybody hates him, don't they? Double-double for Zaza off the bench. Pretty impressive, actually. Still got it. And he I thought he was older than he is. He's 34. I thought he was like my age. Shoot, 39, 38. But no, Carl got to love the fadeaway and the attack in the basket and the tip-ins. He just did a hell of a job throughout the game. And you saw a clutch franchise player being a clutch franchise player. And my imagination kept kept, uh, spinning. It kept going crazy. And I was talking to Vince via Facebook Messenger, not, not um, you know, just texting, of course, not voice, uh, about, I just kept imagining, what if this was Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals of the Wolves up three games to two? The Wolves are down a little bit, and they come back, and they slowly pull away in that fourth quarter, that magical feeling when you're starting to pull away just just a little bit, and you're hanging on, and, and then eventually things end the way they do, and you win, and wow, just imagine if that was the case. <laughs> I started to get a little emotional thinking about that, how cool that would be. Because I used to think, imagine if somebody went into Golden State <clears throat> or Oracle Arena in Game 7 of the NBA Finals and, and knocked him out, and it happened. So who knows, maybe one day that'll be the Wolves knocking the Warriors out. Um, <laughs> I loved what happened with Cleveland a couple of years back. I don't know, um, i got to make this statement quick. Go ahead, I'll annoy everybody so much. I'm just such a terrible person, but the Golden State Warriors will never be the Chicago Bulls. They will never win six championships. I'm saying it here, and I'm saying it now. Go ahead, get mad at me, think I'm full of crap. It's not going to last forever. Uh, A lot of the guys are pushing, they're almost 30, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Michael was 30 when the Bulls won their third championship. So, okay, the the age bracket is about the same. But do you really think the mental fortitude of this team versus that Bulls team are on the same level? I don't see it. Um, is it generational? Is it this? Is it that? I think it's a lot of stuff. Uh, money, social media, everything. It's not the same. The Bulls had a team that was unbeatable. And don't tell me for one bleeping second that the Bulls competition was not as tough as the Golden State Warriors or the Houston Rockets or whoever, you know, the current Rockets, that is. 
Cleveland Cavaliers, this and that. Well, obviously, Cavaliers have it fairly easy in the East, but then, of course, they run, and run into these dynasty-esque type teams. Golden State might be a minute, maybe a dynasty in a sense. Like they may, they may win up to four championships, but I think that's where that's probably it. I think, I, I think, the maximum titles that this club, this particular group, is going to win is four. Uh, they've already lost in the finals. The Bulls never did, and you can't. Again, you can't tell me the Bulls team was, uh, you know, go ahead and say they were they were slower and this and that, but their defense is unbelievable, and they had a guy who could kill you <laughs> at any moment. Every time you thought you had them beat, Michael would come in and, t- and take it away and finish the job. And oftentimes it left the other team just shaking their head on the bench like, there's nothing you can do. Heartbroken, disappointed. He, he ran into teams like the New York Knicks who were who could beat the living bleep out of you. They could, they could bust your cheekbones, that New York Knicks team. And that's, that, and that's just the beginning. How many other things could they do? The Bulls survived them every single time they played them in the playoffs. Every time except 94 when Michael wasn't there. Hello? Where, where was Michael? That's right, he was swinging and batting, batting about 200 or 190 or 170 for the Birmingham Browns, and that, that was another story. <laughs> it's a high fly to, to the pitcher's mound. Wow, okay. Well, yeah, next time maybe. Better luck next time. <laughs> a high fly to the pitcher's mound, right? Yeah, that was about it. But um, no, uh, they ran into the Knicks. They ran into the Pacers. That, that that was a really good Pacers team. That was a really, really, really good Sonics team in the 96 finals. And they had no chance. That was an insanely good Utah team in 97 and 98, both years. Um, so again, the Bulls' competition was not inferior, trust me. That Eastern Conference was really, really good in the 90s. And uh, the Bulls ran into a lot of competition. The Warriors run into competition here and there, too, of course, <clears throat> and they're going to have to continue that. So, God bless the Warriors. I mean, four championships, you can't take that away. That's that's great. I mean, I wish the Wolves would win four championships. That's pretty damn awesome. I mean, winning one gives you that feeling like, finally, we got a championship. We don't have to have this feeling of we've never been there, we've never done anything. One championship feels great, and the Mavericks have that. They have that on their mantle and that, and no one can take it away. There's no NCAA scandal that's going to pull that, that, that uh, banner down from the rafters. They don't have to worry about that. So, <clears throat> God, I hate those NCAA scandals. Doesn't that suck? Doesn't that suck? I love Louisville, man. And they and they lost. They, they got it taken away. Gorgie Zhang, 2013 National Champions. I love Rick Pitino. And, well, unfortunately, he loves something else, I guess. I, I don't know. Okay, I'm just kidding. But no, I mean, ah, uh, I mean, just about every coach you could probably find stuff on, I'm sure. But some of them are better at hiding it. Maybe it's more subtle. Maybe it's not as widespread. God, it sucks, doesn't it? It sucks. So I went kind of sideways, but I still talked about basketball. I still talked about the NBA and this and that. And it's related to a team that's probably going to win three or four championships, which is fantastic. So I'm not trying to hate on the Warriors. Golden hate. Yeah, that's me. Golden hate, right? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of how that was. And, you know, it, every time we play the Warriors, it generates all kinds of thoughts, imagination, and, and, and uh, you know, thinking back to the, the dynasties of the past. And I don't think this Warriors team matches up with the 80s Lakers or the 90s Bulls. It does not. And go ahead and tell me it does. Uh, does, it, does it match up with the 2000s Lakers? Yes. Yes, I think I think so. Uh, Vince might get mad about that. But, no, it, it, it's, it's like, no. I, I would say they're slightly inferior. You know, I, I shouldn't go that far, but it's all kind of a matter of perspective, I guess. You, you you wish you could see them play against each other and see what happens. 
in the early stages of the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, there's no way the Warriors would have survived an MVP Shaquille O'Neal. No, like nobody was going to... Michael versus them. I think Michael would still beat him, but that's about it. Okay, let's move on. It was an awesome game, and it was great to see our Shaquille O'Neal slash David Robinson be what he was. And a future 10-plus time All-Star and a future Hall of Fame player, as long as he stays healthy. Carl Anthony Towns looks absolutely like that guy we hoped he would be. He is what we thought he was. March 13th was good luck, and yeah, the next game the Bulls will play is on Shamrock Day. That would be uh, St. Patrick's Day in San Antonio. Maybe we'll weigh over the lime green, or no, we, we won't be allowed to necessarily, unless the Spurs are cool with it, because home team decides the home uh, decides the jerseys in the game. Um, we'll see what happens. Nemanja Bialica, what a stud. Isn't he great? Don't you love him? 17 points and 7 assists, setting up other players. Carl Anthony Towns with some catch-and-shoot threes, which he made all three of in, in this game. <sighs> Have I mentioned attempts to points ratio? Have I mentioned that before? It's a good stat, isn't it? Well, Carl was a plus 20 in that magical statistic. It's invented on Timberwolves' explosion. And if somebody else beat me to it, go ahead and tell me, and you're free to do that. 17 field goal attempts, 37 points. I mean, need, need I say more? I mean, Carl, catch and shoot threes, great little feeds from Nemanja Bialica and Jeff Teague. Uh, just in general, Carl, a baby hook that looks better than a baby hook because it's not really like the, it's not the baby hooks that, that drove you nuts from Al Jefferson and uh, uh, Nikola Pekovic. They're actual like hooks, not sky hooks, but hooks. And, and they go in there. Uh, there was a little scare for a half a second there where Carl got hit in the chin from the shoulder of, uh, I forget his name, but number 31. We'll get to him in a second here. And that would have been Mr. Satan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Satorinsky. Satorinsky. Very memorable player for the uh, uh, Washington Wizards. Well, okay. He did okay in the game. Don't get me wrong, but he, Carl literally took it to the chin. At first, you're afraid the way he's kind of moving around, awkward landing. Pray to God it's not an ankle or a knee, but none of that happened. He just got dinged a little bit in the chin and no concussion protocol or anything like that. Uh, Carl just off the charts. I'm unbelievable in this game. Nemanja very sharp as well. He attempted seven threes and made three of them, almost half. And, of course, again, catch and shoot, this and that. Nemanja just looks like a smart, solid player who deserves to be in the NBA for a very long time. This guy would start for a lot of teams in the NBA. He would. I, I'm very happy to have... Uh, Nemanja Bialica. Uh, Carl with his 9 trillionth double-double. Now he's got about 60 now. 37 points, 10 rebounds overall in the game. Almost fouled out, believe it or not, but he was so sharp and so solid. Uh, Andrew Wiggins did nothing until the fourth quarter, but good on him. He was clutched in the fourth quarter. He stepped up a bit, attacking the basket, wound up with only 16 points, which is kind of heartbreaking. It's like, you, you know... Andrew could be right up there with Carl. And he was last year down the stretch after Zach got hurt. Zach Levine, of course. Uh, Jeff Teague pulled a Stefan Diggs, kind of, sort of, in a way. <laughs> when uh, Andrew Wiggins barely touched the ball, the ball went out of bounds, and the Wizards still had life. Three-point game. And then there was a mistake by the Wizards, and Teague did a, well, you could say Donnie Abraham, but we don't want to think about that with the... Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, kind of a pick-six type of play. But it felt like Diggs, because he was all by himself at the last second and dunked that thing in, and that, that clinched it for the walls, put them up by five with about about you know, 15, 16 seconds remaining. It was just awesome. And the Wolves never beat Washington, and it was so so nice to see this team catch up when they were trailing by 10 at some point, and a 
huge fourth quarter. The Wolves end up outscoring the Wizards by 13 in that fourth, and it felt so good. Uh, the Wizards were pulling away uh, in stretches in that third quarter. It felt like things were going were gonna to go pear-shaped. Wolves kind of catch up, and things finish so strongly. Carl Anthony Towns, an amazing game, keeping the Wolves in it, and then major clutch three-pointer down the stretch to put the Wolves up by four. Just so, so exciting and such a great feeling. Carl, super clutch, and you're seeing Mr. Big Shot out of Carl Anthony Towns, even though he plays a different position, and it's it's awesome. Um, an awesome week for Carl. Uh, can't, I can't say enough. I mean, he averaged, what, 33.5 points a game? It's just two games, but it's two teams we never beat or often don't beat in the Warriors' case. We've beaten them once a year, three years in a row. In Washington, we only play them twice, and we almost never beat them. We don't beat them at home, and we never, ever beat them in in uh, Washington, D.C. So, wow, this is a fun, fun overall night. Derrick Rose actually got more minutes, ten and a half minutes, but just didn't do a whole lot. He attempted two shots and missed them both, and... Not a whole lot else. He was just kind of out there uh, helping out a little bit, I guess, and that's about it. Um, so we'll see what happens with Derrick Rose down the stretch. Very happy to see him not losing, uh, uh, not taking minutes away from Tyus, though. Tyus is awesome. I mean, a, a nice play. There was a, It was an unbelievable play as he was feeding, uh, was driving to the basket and then flicked it with the left hand over to Nemanja Pialica. Um, that was a great play. Uh, that, that one, not even in the highlights, but I remember it so well. An awesome play. Just so quick, and I was like, wow. <laughs> and, and the analogies hardly even acted like it was anything. It was just so quick and so so sharp, so crisp, and it was awesome to see. And that's what Tyus Jones brings to this club. And Nemanja, again, cutting to the basket and also hitting those catch-and-shoot threes. He's been just a huge, huge spark plug for the Timberwolves in the absence of Jimmy Butler. Uh, thank you, Nemanja, for doing what you do out there. It's been great as Andrew Wiggins moving into Jimmy's spot at the shooting guard position. So there it is, a 2-0 week for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Alpha Wolf Award is as easy as it gets. It's Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Nemanja Bielitsa is going to get an honorable mention, even though he's not even you know on that level. But still, just got to mention what an awesome week Nemanja had. And of course, again, particularly in that Wizards game, he really helped the Wolves uh, win this game. Without him on the floor, the Wolves would not have won the game. Uh, Nemanja, very, very big spark plug down the stretch. But Carl Alpha Wolf Award. The Johnny Flynn Memorial. I guess. Can I, can, I, can I do this? Do I have to be mean? Uh, is it okay? It's going to have to be Derrick Rose. But, I don't know. I'm going to do it in a light way. Because it's like he's just coming back, this and that. But, boy, he... <laughs> when Shabazz was out there and he didn't look sharp, this and that, well, I, I gave it to him, so I'm going to give it to Derrick Rose. He's out there and he doesn't look sharp, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Derrick, no offense at this stage, but, yeah, if this continues, you're going to keep getting it. This guy averaged 18 points a game for the Knicks last year, and it's not like he got a major injury since then. So, again, the the ability is there. It's just, I don't know, poor shot attempts. Don't get too crazy out there, Derek. Uh, obviously, pretty invisible in the Washington game. Uh, Gorky Chang has fallen out of the rotation completely, and I don't get it. It's It sucks. Only seven and a half minutes for Gorky Chang. That really sucks. Uh, he deserves better than that, I think. But we'll see. It depends on matchups, this and that. So, uh, Derek Rose and Gorgie Zhang, kind of an honorable mention for the John and Twin Memorial. We'll be back to preview three games. A, kind of a kind of a Texas two-step. One in San Antonio and then at home against the uh, Houston Rockets. Oh, goody. And then the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, wrong Los Angeles. It's the Los Angeles Clippers or LA Clippers. We'll just call them LA Clippers. We saved the Los Angeles for the Lakers. So, yeah, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> 
Having a player who's capable of being clutched down the stretch on a consistent basis will not only get you in the playoffs, but help you advance in the playoffs. Ah, yes, here we are, back for segment number two. And let's continue that clutch play, Carl Anthony Towns, and that's what will get this team somewhere very special at some point, indeed. Let's start off with the San Antonio Spurs, a team that's kind of on the outside looking up, and I don't know what the hell is going on with Kawhi Leonard. Somebody fill me in, please. What is going on with Kawhi Leonard? I mean, it's getting weird. Every time you see somebody, you identify them as this or that, they're the second best, third best player in the league, and then they're out forever. And it's it's sad. And that's what happened to Derrick Rose. And I, uh, I, I just could never imagine this with Kawhi Leonard. It's kind of weird. And I don't know. And now there's talk that he's going to leave the Spurs. And okay, uh, we'll see. Um, I don't think he's going to the Warriors. Like, that would really be annoying, wouldn't it? Uh, the Wolves are holding on to that fifth seed right now. The Pelicans won like 10 games in a row, so they're right in it now. They're only, they're 10 games above 500. Wow. Jazz are nine games above 500. 500, pardon me. The Spurs are nine games above 500, and the Clippers are seven games above 500. The Denver Nuggets are the 10th seed, 10th bleeping seed. The LA Lakers now are at 31 wins. They've been on quite a run, as uh, Mr. or should I say Los Angeles Lakers, as uh, Mr. Vince Germano uh, enjoyed very much. Not so long ago, they were on national television on Sunday night, if I remember correctly. That was fun to watch. Uh, Wolves holding on to that fifth seed and Oklahoma fourth seed. Boy, does that sound familiar. Isn't that what I picked? Wolves in Oklahoma City in the first round, and the Wolves uh, <coughs> winning that series. Yeah, it's very possible. Portland has been on a tear like you wouldn't believe. They've won a lot of games. They've won 11 in a row. Utah's won 8 in a row. I'm tired of Utah. Go away. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love the jerseys, though. And good on the Jazz. Uh, maybe they can scare Golden State a little bit. Spurs in Houston. That's an interesting matchup if that ends up taking place. Portland. Portland versus New Orleans. Either one of those teams could knock the other one out. That's the funny part. Watch the uh, Pelicans knock the Blazers out. Despite having a surprisingly great season there. Third in the West. Third freaking place in the West. And this is the West. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. I'm screwing around already and I didn't want to do that. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Stay sober if you could, please. That's, that would be great. Uh, I prefer to do that. I'll have a Guinness, but I will stay sober. I'm not going to go beyond having a... Uh, I'm, I'm going to have a larger one, but that's it. So that's just how I roll. Yes, I'm Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. Yes, yes, I'm better than you. No, I'm not. I'm not better than anybody. I'm just bullcrapping. Um, Spurs won the season opener way back in the day. Yeah, way back in October. 107.99, and the Minnesota Timberwolves with a solid victory. 98.86. Going into San Antonio without Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, you know. Uh, the Spurs have won... Well, they've won two in a row after losing three in a row to Golden State, Oklahoma, Houston, and then they beat Orlando and New Orleans. They beat the Pelicans. They snapped that streak. Pretty impressive, eh? Uh, the Wolves had lost their last three and then won two in a row. So kind of similar situation there. It's a road game. The Wolves have improved on the road. They're better at home. They're just like the Minnesota Wild in that sense, which is kind of funny. Um, it's kind of how it is, eh? Uh, okay, here I go again. Spurs, I don't even know who's on this team anymore. Kind of weird. Okay, LaMarcus Aldridge. He misses games sometimes, but he's having a great season statistically. He's averaging 22 points a game. Kawhi Leonard's only played in nine games, and he's in, he's out, he's there, he's there. I, I don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard right now. I don't know. Um, I don't get it. Supposedly he wants to leave the Spurs, and we'll take him. Yeah, but will we, though? Can we afford him? Uh, there's talk about Andrew Wiggins being unhappy with the number three role, the scoop, Darren Doogie Wolfson, uh, 1,500 ESPN, all that. 
and he may look to get traded in the offseason. And other people people are saying, then go ahead, I would get rid of that big contract. And yes, Kawhi Leonard has not been playing lately. Uh, Lamarcus Aldrich statistically has been great. He's been scoring, and that's about it there. Tony Parker's a shell of himself. Bono Ginobili still solid here and there, but uh, limited minutes. <laughs> Paul Gasol's barely even playing lately as well. It's kind of weird. Um, his minutes have gone way down over the course of the season. He's averaging about half a game out there. Uh, still getting eight rebounds, though, in that time. Very efficient when he's on the floor. <sighs> They're still good. I think the Wolves are the better team now, and that's funny. But then again, if Kawhi Leonard was there, it'd be a little different. It would be a very close matchup, but it's kind of Jimmy Butler was there, too. I think the Wolves can beat the Spurs, and I think the Wolves should beat the Spurs. Um, they should. Obviously, they're well-coached and this and that, and they have Emeka Okafor on their team. That's kind of funny. almost forgot about that guy. He's still alive. Okay, that's not uh, that's the, the Hornets. The Hornets, the freaking Pelicans. That's the Pelicans, not the Spurs. I'm going crazy. Um, I don't know what to think about this team, this game. I think the Wolves should win the game. I think the Wolves are a little bit better. Obviously not a whole lot better, but a game, half a game better. It's a road game. The Spurs are tough to beat on, uh, tough, tough to beat at home, this and that. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, I think the Wolves pull this out, though. I've just got that feeling. I think Carl's going to continue his 30-point streak. He'll have his third 30-point game in a row. He's going to have a huge, he's going to have another double-double. I, I expect a huge game from Carl. I just have a good feeling. Something like 32, 33, and like 16, 15 rebounds, a couple blocks. Uh, Wiggins needs to step up, continue to be clutch in that fourth quarter. You know, if he's quiet the first two quarters, step up in that second half. Maybe Derrick Rose has some, some hit some big shots down the stretch, has his first uh, semi semi breakout his game for the Wolves here. But I, I I'm, I'm getting a feeling it's going to be somebody like Tyus Jones though. It's going to be very very key down the stretch. Um, Teague obviously is ever capable of it, but I, th- this feels like a Tyus Jones and Carl and Andrew kind of game for me. Uh, Andrew's going to have to step up if the Wolves are going to win the game. If Andrew's under, under like, if he's down to, like, the 12-14 type of game, which he's done many times against the Spurs against Kawhi Leonard, because Kawhi Leonard shuts him down, <clears throat> then, yeah, the Wolves lose the game. But without Kawhi Leonard, I think the, ch- the chances of Andrew Wiggins stepping up and having a good game are very high. Carl generally plays well against this team. Uh, the way the Wolves would lose the game, obviously, it's about LaMarcus Hardwich and Paul Gasol. If those two guys have their way, the Wolves will not win the game. Plain and simple. I'm not really that fearful of some of the other players. Okay, you know, like if, sure, Ginobili hits like 25 points or something because he's on fire and he can't miss, that type of thing. Well, that's just one of those deals where there's not much you can do. That's just a a hot game and whatever. But if the big men down low have their way, Paul Gasol, which has been a pain in the ass for Carl in the past, um, if they have their way, then that's how the Spurs would beat us. But if uh, Carl is able to uh, shut them down enough and have a huge... uh, game and outplay those guys in a big way the Wolves should win and I think the Wolves will it's going to be semi-ish low scoring like 102 to 98 it's going to be a very close game but Carl will get in the mid the low to mid 30s in the game and another double double and Andrew Wiggins something like 22 to 24 I think and that's what'll help the Wolves win and Tyus Jones is going to have one of those strong solid games where we're talking like eight to ten points and and five six seven assists I, I think Tyus Jones will be very clutch very key in the third and fourth quarters, uh, late in the third, early fourth, maybe even throughout the fourth, if he's having one of those kind of games where he's just running that offense so well. I can feel Tyus Jones in this game. So Wolves win in San Antonio, which would be pretty damn cool indeed. Houston Rockets, yuck. I don't know. It's like, let's beat them once in a while would be nice. It's a tough matchup. 
it's a home game, but they're the best team in the league right now. They're doing better than the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, slightly. Uh, it's a very close matchup. Kind of like Minnesota and Oklahoma City right now and the rest of the freaking lower half of the uh, Western Conference. It's pretty scary, quite frankly. Uh, I don't... I Obviously, I don't like this matchup. The Wolves almost never play well against this team. Regardless, at home or on the road, this is a home game and it does help. But mm, I, I don't know. It's the 18th. It's a back-to-back situation. That's it. also makes it hard. There's almost no way the Wolves are going to win both of these. And there's a pretty good chance. There's a good chance the Wolves lose both. I think the Wolves win in San Antonio and lose to Houston. That's just my guess. That's just my guess. This will be on NBA TV Sunday evening, 6 p.m. And of course, Fox Sports North, which we all love. I hate this matchup. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it, man. Eric Gordon, yeah, whatever. I'm tired of Eric Gordon. I'm tired of him having his hot games against us. You, you know, his three-point percentage isn't even that good, but it's getting better. It's getting better as we keep as we keep checking him out and coming back and playing him again. Everybody on this team can hit threes. Every single one of them, and it's pretty crazy. They even have Joe Johnson, Wiley veteran, who's barely barely alive as a player anymore. Nene Hilario is, you know, he's ancient, but every now and then he'll have those games, and he tends to torture us and drive us crazy. I think the Rockets sweep the Minnesota Timberwolves. They've been amazing all season. If the Wolves are going to win a game against the Rockets this year, well, it has to be this one because there's none, no other games left. And I hope they do. Uh, this would be a very fun Sunday night game if the Wolves are able to pull it off. I just think the Rockets are going to sweep the Wolves. That's my guess. And uh, leave it open. If if it happens, it happens, and I hope it does. James Harden is what he is. He's going to do what he does. Uh, you know, what else is there to say? They hit a billion threes. And they, you think you're doing okay, and then they just keep hitting more three-pointers. And it doesn't matter. And this team has a legitimate chance to win the NBA championship. They do. And if they have home court against the uh, Golden State Warriors, their chances of winning the NBA championship are very high. Very high. The Rockets actually should be the favorites to win the title this year. I, I, this, you know, this is kind of looking like the Warriors in 2015 when they just were better and they won. You know, and, you know, like it or not, I think the Rockets are right now. If I'm a betting man, I think the Houston Rockets are going to win their first championship since '95 and their first ever without Hakeem Olajuwon. Go ahead and say, oh, Warriors are better, this and that, but. Yeah, okay, but if Golden, if, if Houston keeps playing this well and they earn home court advantage, they deserve to be the favorites. They did lose to Toronto uh, on March the 9th. Otherwise, they won four out of their last five, and they had won 17 in a row. And just because you have a huge winning streak doesn't mean you're going to win the title because that happened to the Rockets a few years back. They had that unbelievable winning streak in the Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming days back in 07, and they did nothing. I mean, they didn't even get out of the first round because Tracy McGrady isn't a playoff guy at all for whatever freaking reason. But they have everything. They got Clint Capella, good block, shot blocking, rebounding, to drive you nuts. He's a little bit of a dream in green, but not as evil. <laughs> James Harden can score against anybody, even though he doesn't even look like a he doesn't even look like a fast guy. But he is just he just gets it done. He gets around people, and he makes every shot he takes. It feels like it feels like right. Um, boy, every one of their big men get the job done. I mean, they do. Nene Hilario is ancient, but he gets it done when he's in there. Uh, they even have Tariq Black. I mean, he's, yeah, obviously, he's, you know, doesn't get that many minutes. Uh, you don't think about it much, but he was a factor with the Lakers. Ryan Anderson can shoot in his sleep, at least most of the time. His, his shot percentage is down at the moment, but you, we all know hot and cold stretches, this and that. Trevor Ariza reminds me of Robert Ori a little bit, but more in the uh, more in the uh, smaller side, the poor man's version. But he's got that Robert Ori in him. 
And I don't know. I just think Houston's going to win the title this year. I, I've got that sneaky feeling. It won't be easy. It'll be like seven games of the Warriors. But I think Houston's going to sneak past them, and they will sweep the Timberwolves. It's going to be a final score like it pretty much always has been all year. 120 to, mm, let's say the Wolves hang in there a little bit. 120-110, and the Rockets win by 10 points rather than like 15 to 20-ish. 120-110, Carl's going to have a nice game, this and that. Obviously, it's like every night. Did I say Carl Anthony Towns? Yes, and he always plays well against the Rockets. But, I mean, it's going to take a behemoth <laughs> Yolman's effort from... Andrew Wiggins, he's going to have to score 30. He's going to have to have one of those amazing 33-point, 38-point type of games for the Wolves to beat the Rockets. And again, it would just be one game. It'd be like the Wolves losing five games to the Rockets. That's how tough this matchup is for the Timberwolves. Uh, you don't want to play Houston in the first round of the playoffs. You're going to be done. <laughs> You're going to lose right away. Uh, Golden State, will, you know, I, I don't know. But I think the Rockets are going to sweep the Wolves this year. And that's the only way the Wolves will win. Is uh, Carl will get his, but Andrew needs to get his in a big way, and I mean in a huge way. Somebody like Jeff Teague, you know, is going to have to, it would have to be a huge combination of players playing well in the game. Carl, 30. Andrew, 30. Uh, Jeff Teague, 20 to 25. And then even one more guy, you know, obviously like a Todd Gibson, like a double-double, 15 and 12 type of game, and a couple blocks and all that. It's going to take something like that. Um, Tyus Jones being miraculous down the stretch. If Jeff Teague isn't playing particularly well, stuff like that. But Houston's going to win the game, and that's all there is to say. Let's move on. So I don't need to drag this out too much longer. The Los Angeles Clippers? Okay, they're LA Clippers. I keep saying them backwards. Uh, the Clippers somehow are second in the Pacific Division, but in the Western Conference, forget about it. Um, it's kind of funny. That whole division kind of sucks. Okay, kind of sucks. Sorry, Vince. I know the Lakers are there, and they've won 31 games, and they're getting better. They're coming. Um, Clippers would be out of the playoffs. They have a lot of similar, they have a lot of the same guys. Obviously, Blake Griffin's gone to Detroit. I don't want to say that. Patrick Beverly, it's all these weird names now. <sighs> Lou Williams continues to lead that team in scoring, and he's having a fun, fun year. Obviously, Blake Griffin's on Detroit. Tobias Harris has been a nice addition, and he's kind of stabilized things a bit. DeAndre Jordan, is he on his way out in the offseason? Don't be too surprised. Uh, Avery Bradley plays, and then he doesn't play. He's just in and out with injuries. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Patrick Beverly's only played 11 games this year. That's crazy. It's kind of lame. <laughs> Danilo Gallinari, only 19 games. Obviously, Harris has only been there for a short amount of time, but he's, he's made his mark. Uh, it's a team that can beat you, this and that, and but I think the Wolves beat the Clippers, and I think the Wolves need to beat the Clippers. Um, you beat the Golden State Warriors. You beat the Rockets on the road, or the Rockets, the uh, Wizards on the road. Not the Rockets, the Wizards on the road, which we never do. We don't usually beat Houston on the road either. Even when they stink, they still like Aaron Brooks back in the day would have like 30 points and drive you nuts. This is Tuesday the 20th, and the Wolves don't play again until Friday, so that'll be on next week's show, the preview of the New York Knicks, who's, I don't even know who's on that team anymore other than the Unicorn. Couldn't even tell you. We'll get back to that when we feel like it. The Clippers, ever beatable, ever this, ever that. Uh, they've won three out of their last five. They've lost to the Pelicans. And most recently got beat by the Rockets by only five points. They kept the Rockets to 101. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Otherwise, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers hmm, on the 9th. Beat the Magic and back to back. Back-to-back wins. That's good. And then on the 13th of March, they beat Zach Levine and Chris Dunn and the Chicago Blackhawk Bulls. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm saying that, but uh, they beat them. Um, mm, I've liked Minnesota this year. Minnesota, so you saw a sweep. 
uh, the Houston Rockets. That's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting the Wolves sweep the Clippers. And there's no reason the Wolves shouldn't sweep the Clippers. This would be a very disappointing home loss. If you're going to make the playoffs, just like back in 96-97, the Wolves had to beat the Clippers. That was a very, very mediocre, underwhelming team. Derek Martin was a starting point guard. And their leading score was... I don't know. Uh, Danny Manning was long gone by then, obviously. I, he was, I don't even remember. I hardly remember that guy. I think he was still on, yeah, still on Phoenix. And he had some moments, but he got hurt every 10 minutes. <sighs> kind of like Gallinari, you know. <laughs> um, I think the Wolves are going to sweep the Clippers this year. We beat them on the uh, 3rd of uh, December, 112-106. Beat them 113-107 on the 6th of December. And then on the 22nd of Jan, Minnesota wins by eight. So it's been like six to eight point type of games. Wolves versus Clippers this season. I expect about the same. I kinda, I feel, I'm feel i feeling Wiggins in the game. Wiggins, I, I think he's going to have 20 plus, 25 and up type of game. Carl's going to get his. He's going to have a big game. He's going to continue what he does. I think he'll have in the 20s though. But I think Wiggins is going to have a, 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 a more of a solid performance, and I think the Minnesota Timberwolves will survive this one. They'll win it 116 to 110, something along those lines. Lou Williams will get his. Tobias Harris is going to scare us. He's going to get upper 20s. That's what I'm afraid of. That guy kills the Wolves very often, but I think Minnesota will survive and will win a very important game in order to make the playoffs here. you got to beat this Clipper team at home if you're going to make the playoffs, and I do think this team will make the playoffs, and they will push the Clippers down a bit more, kind of like the Wild did with the St. Louis Blues a little while ago. And the Minnesota's going to sweep the Clippers this year. That's going to be a good feeling. 116-110, to 110, Minnesota wins, and Wiggins will be the leading scorer, or maybe Carl and Wiggins together. Again, may, oh, maybe this is Jarek Rose's chance to shine. He's going to get his first double-digit game of the season. Maybe this is it. I don't know, but this would be a good one for it, I think. I, I got a sneaky feeling uh, Rose will get double digits in the game, but nothing great. He'll just get to double digits <laughs> and continue to work from there and see what happens. But there's your uh, there's your week, a 2 and one week. They, we beat the San Antonio Spurs, get beat by the Rockets again, and beat the Clippers again. 2 and one week, Minnesota continuing their climb into playoff contention. Minnesota will be at 42 wins, which would uh, put us at a winning record for the first time since uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth. Okay, not quite that far back, but it's been a while. Uh, Portland is already at 42. Um, it'd be nice to see Minnesota still catch the Blazers. There was a good chance the Minnesota Timberwolves would be the third seed if Jimmy didn't get hurt, but luckily, after a few nonchalant, icky games there, about, about a week and a half stretch after Jimmy's injury, Timberwolves waking up and looking like a team that is like, we are absolutely not missing the playoffs. We're going to knock down the Warriors and even beat the, uh, the the Wizards on the road, which we never do. So there it is. Knock down the Warriors for at least one game anyway. <laughs> okay, let's knock the Clippers out just like we did way back 20 years ago, 21 years ago, Marbury and Garnett uh, knocking the Clippers out and going into the postseason Yes, sir. For the first time ever back then. And this time it feels like the first time ever because it's been that long. Okay, I'm done rambling. Let's get to some interesting uh, <laughs> get to some interesting conversation in fan interaction. Yeah. 
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, Fan Interaction. Let's go. Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. And I want to say, I love you guys so very much, because I do. Thanks for the retweet, guys. Uh, Vince Germano, Tene, and Levi Wilson-Brown. Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia. And Tene and Levi out of New Zealand. Thanks, guys, for the retweeting. Episode 224, Living in the Past? Yeah, that's what it seemed like with... uh, Derrick Rose, and then ever since that moment, I mean, the Wolves have stepped up. So the Wolves are 2-0 with Derrick Rose on the roster. Um, he's Yeah, let's leave that alone. Let's please move on. <laughs> Kirk Cousins will sign a three-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings, and yes, he did, and we'll talk about that at some point on the free agency episode of Probal Mafia. Don't forget to check that out, and of course, Brave the Wild always recording on Saturday mornings, generally speaking, just like Tim Rose Explosion recorded on Friday mornings. Vinrock, Vince Germano... Tweets out, said, you know, I've said all year, Butler being there seems to have affected him as being Andrew Wiggins. Still, I hope it's not true. I want him to stay with the Wolves. But in saying that if the Wolves come out next season and blast teams away, you won't hear any of this talk. And this was Andrew Wiggins not being happy about being a third option and may seek to leave in the offseason. And uh, fans in this town and uh, guys like uh, Phil Mackey on uh, 1500, of course, Mackey and Judd, saying, please do. Please do, because obviously that gigantic contract, $153 million, hasn't even kicked in yet. Yeah, it'd be hard to trade the contract, obviously, but Andrew Wiggins is a talented player, and if he has a chance to kind of uh, have his way, I think he's going to score a lot of points in this league. Um, to what avail? I have no idea. Will it lead teams to victories? Maybe, because when Andrew Wiggins does have the ball late in games and when he's attacking the basket, he's unbelievable. And you saw that for a moment at Golden State. He was really good in the Golden State game, and he was good in the Wizards game down the stretch, but only wound up with 16 points because only 14 attempts. 14 to 16. Yeah, remember that points ratio, only plus two attempts to points ratio. So, again, um, again... (laughs) I don't know. We'd like to see a little more efficiency. Uh, man, there are some great games from Andrew Wiggins. 34-point games. When when he gets in those 30-point games and he's super clutch down the stretch, he is an absolute joy to watch. And, he, and you know it's there and it's sad. And uh, and I, I could imagine that's why he's frustrated about being a third option because it doesn't seem to be happening as much when he's in that role. Um, right now, you're the number two option, Andrew. Go. Come on. Go. Go Go get him. You know, don't, don't get mad. Go get him. Don't get mad. Get glad, right? Or get even, or whatever the word is. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Very interesting indeed. A courtside and drive and dish podcast. Very much uh, involved with retweeting that uh, post from Vince Germano and such. I'll give them a follow. I wonder if they follow. Uh, they've not followed me yet. There. Uh, I'll give them a follow. Drive and dish podcast. Okay. And shout out to you guys. Maybe you heard the show or something. Give me a follow back. Would be cool. But whatever. Uh, Levi, if not, then that's your choice. Levi Brown, out of New Zealand, like I've said many times in the past. A wonderful uh, branded follower of this show. Older brother of Tanae Brown. And we continue here. Uh, Tanae Brown, Hall of Fame member of this show, uh, (laughs) without a doubt. Levi says, the playoff rates in the West has been pretty ridiculous between 3 and 10, and that's for damn sure. It's insane. I mean, we're there within like a half game of each other most of the year. What's your prediction for the top eight in the West to come in the end of the season? Well, I think Houston's going to be number one, Golden State number two, third. Oh, God. Oh, God, Levi. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess Portland right now. It could be us if we keep playing at this stretch, but uh, Mr. if Jimmy Butler was healthy, I would say Minnesota. 
Uh, freaking Thunder, I have no idea about that team. They could be anything. I think they're going to be fourth or fifth. It's going to be between Minnesota and Portland for third and fifth. So those two will be interchangeable. But then again, the Pelicans have been on fire. And this team has been on fire. And that team has been on fire. And it's, what the hell? Utah's on fire. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Utah might end up getting the third seed. They might. Um, I think Portland's going to hang on to three. I, I do. I think Minnesota's going to get, God, this is hard. I think, oh boy, Utah's going to make it. I think the New Orleans Pelicans are going to make it. They've really found their niche. They are looking like a lot of us thought they were going to be. They're very dangerous. Uh, I'd like to see the Pelicans, like, you know, if they play against the Portland Trailblazers in the first round, it's going to be tough. Very, very tough for the Blazers. Um, I think I think the Pelicans would win that series. Honest to God, I think Pelicans win. There's your quote-unquote upset, like the NCAA tournament. Wow, Buffalo, good job. And I did pick the, uh, what the hell is that team name? Lovell or whatever. I picked that one. I got it. Because uh-huh. the Miami Hurricanes never do anything in the, in the NBA, uh, NCAA basketball tournament. They never do anything. You ever hear about the Miami Hurricanes doing anything? No. So I picked a major upset, kind of. Not even that major, but it was an upset. And I, I got it, but I did not get the Buffalo one over Arizona, and I wish I did. So right now, the I think the Spurs are going to miss. I think there's a, well, you know, the thing is, though, it would have to be the Clippers knocking them out. So, nah, the Spurs will make it. They'll hang on to eight. Clippers aren't going to make it. If anybody knocks the Spurs out, it'd be Denver. Obviously, they're dangerous, but they're inconsistent, this and that. Oh, uh, Mr. Hank McCoy, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Wayno, boy, Memphis, it sucks for them right now. And I, I feel for you. Lost 19 in a row. Utah's won eight in a row. Portland's won 11, so... Portland's on a streak, and that's why they're third. See, are they going to lose a couple in a row, and that'll change things? Mm, I don't know, man. This is so tough. Oh, they, thanks a lot, Levi. No, I'm kidding. He, Houston is going to win the the West, though. I, I think they're going to win the championship this year. Um, I, I, I do. I think Houston is going to just barely get past Golden State, and I mean barely, but they're going to win the West, and then they'll, they'll beat Toronto or Cleveland in the finals. Um, I don't think Boston's going to win the East. I don't, um, I, I don't trust them at all, unless uh, Gordon Hayward uh, comes back and he's extremely good. I, I don't know about that though. That was uh, real tough. Uh, what a horrible way to start a promising season. But they're they're still good and everything. The Celtics, but I don't think they're going to win the East. God, Cleveland sucks. Fourth, they're not going to win the East either. They'll probably lose to Washington in the first round. No, I'm kidding. They won't. Um, I. I uh, Toronto's gonna probably win the East this year, but then they're gonna get like they're gonna lose in like five games to Houston though, in the finals. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Damn it! Look what you've done. <laughs> Utah's gonna make it. Absolutely gonna make it. Are they gonna sit in the seventh? Mm, see, like I don't want to be boring and just read off what I'm looking at. I don't think Oklahoma's going to have home court. I think Minnesota's going to have home court. Beat Oklahoma in the first round. Portland is going to hang on to third. I think. I think, or uh, it's going to be between, I don't know, in my, Portland, um, I mean, New Orleans might even get number three, even Utah might get three, uh, nah, Utah's going to tail off, they're having their run now, they're going to get this, they're going to stay seventh, maybe sixth, kind of depends, I, I, I think the Pelicans are ever capable of knocking somebody down, Spurs will hang on in the eighth, so it's going to be, uh, Houston one, Golden State two, Portland, I guess, is going to hang on to number three, I guess it could even be Oklahoma. God, it could be anything. I guess it's going to be Portland. Minnesota's going to have the fourth seed. 
I think New Orleans is going to have fifth. Oklahoma is going to drop to sixth. Utah is going to stay seventh. And San Antonio is going to stay eighth. So there's my predictions in the West. I hope that was halfway decent. So I moved things around a little bit. And I do have conviction with it. I'm not just saying it to be funny or to be just to, just to be lazy and jump through it as fast as possible because I, I just want to answer the question and move on. No, I thought about it a while, as you could probably tell. <laughs> Thanks, man. You, you get a gold star for this episode. Absolutely, because you got me going and you got me thinking. Houston 1, Golden State 2, Portland 3, Minnesota 4, New Orleans 5, Oklahoma 6, Utah 7, San Antonio 8. All right, so there it is. Minnesota Timberwolves Facebook page, or at least Timberwolves Explosion. Let's give a quick shout-out to Flips Army. The Flips Army Facebook page, Trevor Wickerin, the creator of that page, kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Thanks again, Trevor. Nice in-game threads and, you know, news this, news that, this and that. Some people post interest. Most people post interesting things once in a while. Some people don't, but that's just people. You know, not not you're not not everybody's interested in everything. Sometimes people aren't interested in what I post either. So that's life. We'll move on. Great Facebook page though, and I definitely encourage you to like and follow that one. Please do also like and follow uh, the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. All this information will be in the show description, including the phone number and all that, and the email address that is coming up. So nothing there. I wrote the We Beat the Warriors on national television. And a couple of responses. Ali Sidikai says, much needed win. Yes, sir. Tanae Brown. And Ali Sidikai is local here in Minnesota. Uh, Tanae Wilson-Brown says, I haven't been able to watch a game since January. Ouch. But next day off, this game will be on repeat for me. So that's why, yeah, that's why I've been heard a lot from uh, tonight. He's been working like like an like, like an emperor, and that's probably why he was able to afford those expensive tickets and everything. <laughs> Boy, he is working his ass off, aren't you, tonight? Me too, but I've, I've been keeping up because I gotta, you know, if I'm gonna do a show, I gotta keep up and find a way and all that. But I completely understand you tonight. It can't be easy, and uh, good on you for continuing things going forward. Um. Here it is. I would say, yeah, this is another interesting conversation about Andrew Wiggins, how it would transform his career. And this is the kind of stuff that you get on Flip's Army, too. Uh, but I moved it forward from Jace Frederick uh, on Twitter. Um, I was saying uh, when I posted this picture of this tweet, this would transform his career, him being Andrew Wiggins. Why has he been ignoring his strength for so long? Wiggins could be almost as good as Dominic Wilkins if he truly wanted to be. His spin move is pretty close to that level. Now, Jace Frederick says from Andrew Wiggins, quoting Andrew Wiggins, I had my mindset on not settling for jump shots unless it's there and just driving to the rim. Now, this was against the Warriors, I believe. Yep, this was against the Warriors. And uh, Jace uh, Frederick says, does Wiggins settle too much at times? And Andrew says, I settle sometimes. I love my shot but I've just got to stay aggressive and keep driving. Now, an interesting uh, stat brought up from Mr. Phil Mackey on AM 1500, of course, uh, that Andrew Wiggins has taken as many long two-point shots, actually more long two-point shots than the Houston Rockets. Team has the entire season. Team. Team. Did I say team? That's bullcrap, isn't it? Too many long twos, Andrew. Stop settling, brother. Look at the Rockets. What, what position are they in right now? Number one, and they, I, I think they're going to win it all. I, I do. I'm hanging in there. Not because I love them and hate the Warriors, because I don't like Houston either. I, I don't like them either. Trust me. I don't like... Yeah, James Harden is kind of an ass, you know. Chris Paul is absolutely an ass. Uh, and just whatever. But then again, I like certain players on the Rockets. I like Trevor Ariza. Clint Capella might drive you nuts at times, but God, he, he is something. Wouldn't you just love to have Clint Capella on the Timberwolves? or whatever team you have, Memphis Grizzlies, Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Wouldn't you love to have Clint Capella, Vince? I love Clint Capella. 
I love him. So, yes, I like Clint Capella just a little bit. Can you can you tell? Can you tell I like him? <laughs> Guys like that can help you win championships, brother. Guys like that can help you win championships. They can. Vince Germano simply says, love it, about Andrew Wiggins. Stop settling, you son of a gun. Stop it. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I said it, see? I said it, and Michael Savage gave his two cents there at the end. So, there it is. Uh, gonna check and see if there's anything else going on here. Pardon me, I'm bouncing all over the place. Visitor posts, visitor posts, visitor posts, and that's it. So, there's your fan interaction. Yeah, I'm not quite as crazy as last week's show because Derek Rose has brought in and Everyone loves him and everyone hates him and 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 Derrick Rose is going to be an MVP again. No, no, but he's an invaluable addition. But but he took too many stupid shots and and it was annoying and he almost got hurt on the very first time he touched the ball. He fell and that was kind of funny. Oh, Derrick Rose, you look like me when I first get on the court for the first time in a while and I'm missing every blankety blank shot and it's really annoying and it sucks and. And you, you just feel the excitement and the athleticism and nothing's going in and you're hurting your team and it's annoying and sucks and you get the point. Okay, <laughs> let's get to the phone lines. 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question, and opine to the podcast. It's a three-minute limit because it is an actual voicemail. Uh, and we obviously get it from Dylan Richardson. He sends it to my email and blah, blah, blah. I'm able to get into the show. There's the call now button on the Facebook page. It goes to the same phone line exactly, same voicemail, and it is used through Facebook Messenger. So no matter where you are, as long as you have some tight data or Wi-Fi connection, you'll get through without getting any charge, this and that, because Facebook Messenger is free. And thank you, Facebook, even though you're an evil corporate... Uh, corporate... Uh, uh, establishment from the devil, but yeah, well, eventually we'll find out about that, I, I think, but we're not quite there yet. We'll enjoy the, the, uh, <clears throat> we'll enjoy the, uh, conveniences of it for the time being and worry about the second part later. Uh, okay, look at me getting a little cryptic here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so enjoy that convenience for now, and, uh, yeah, otherwise there's the, uh, audio submission route if today's, uh, able to get the time Poor guy. I feel for you, brother. It's nice that you're able to kind of sort of keep up, though, and, and still post and join the show. I feel for you. I, I do. Um, he, he probably keeps, keeps up with it by clips and catching up and obviously the box score. That's a given. I mean, anybody can look at the box score So and highlights and this and that to keep up, and you do what you can sometimes. Um, again, though, the audio submission route, use your free voice recorder on any smart device on the planet. And there's no real limit. I prefer around five minutes, but certain guys out there, you've you've got the uh, you've got the gold card. You can make it longer. Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt, Tanae Brown, Levi Brown, Levi. Hey, Levi, you're welcome to join the show too. Tris Posterino, come back again. You're always welcome. Thank you for that, and I thank you for being a consistent listener. I appreciate that. Jules Posterino out there as well. Uh, love you guys a lot, and. Um, Lucas Quayle, if you're still listening in South Dakota, he's got his own show, that son of a gun, a real show, you know what I mean, like actually South Dakota radio, live radio, so Lucas Quayle, yep, I've mentioned that in the past, just in case he still listens, I know he maybe he, he listens, but kind of from behind, and that's why sometimes the numbers suck for a couple weeks, and then like a month or two later, there's this little jump, it's like people catch up, it's interesting, and I can understand, maybe you get kind of, you, you, you want to catch up, and you listen to the show, you know, and past tense, and that's how it goes. Sometimes I do that with certain other shows, even some of my very favorites, like the Savage Nation and such out there. So, 
thanks again um, for that. Lucas Quayle, others out there. Brett Walters, love you. I hope he's still listening. Uh, was it James in New York? Cool guy out there in the New York area. Great guy. I hope he's still listening. Uh, Millie, in, uh, Millie in China, if she's still listening. Many of you out there, thanks again. And those of you out there that I haven't met yet or haven't seen your name or tweet or text or, well, text, you know, like Facebook message, whatever the heck it is, uh, Facebook post. Come on out and talk to me. I know you're out there. There's some of you out there still. There's all five of you still listen, right? No, <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. But uh, yes, uh, introduce yourself. Say hello, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is. Facebook message, Facebook tweet. That'd be great to hear from you. And tell your friends about the show if you could. Thank you in, in advance for those of you that have. One final thing. Please do write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes and or Stitcher if you could. It only helps the show. And if you want to help, that's a way to do it. And I thank you in advance for that again. And I'll give you a huge shout out and thank you when I do see it at some point in the future. It doesn't have to be a long essay. If you just want to say, great show, keep it up. You know, hey, with a five-star rating, that only helps. It makes it look better. So thanks again. And um, there you go. Always welcome to mention what you'd like to see improved on the show as well, too. As long as it isn't like a essay writing about how much the show sucks, because it doesn't suck. So you're crazy if you think this show sucks. Needs improvement here and there? Everything does. Everything needs improvement. The Houston Rockets need improvements here and there. I'm sure they do. The Warriors, too. You know, stop getting injured in the playoffs, Steph Curry. But then again, no, keep getting injured in the playoffs. I don't want them to win another freaking title ever. <laughs> not not now, maybe maybe someday with a completely different team, but we'll worry about that when the time comes. We'll 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 get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, as uh Mike Zimmer of the Vikings would say. Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Vikings, no kidding. So with that, we'll wrap the show up. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.